0: And Nina, just whenever you're ready, you can yeah. you can start. Oh, it is your intro. That's
1: pretty yeah. stressful. Are, are, we're recording now. Okay, we're
0: recording Here, now. But don't don't freak out. Just like whenever you're ready. Don't panic. <laughs> just you guys
2: absolutely do not panic.
0: There's no pressure. Just gotta not panic. Calm down. Chill. Real chill. You need to calm down. Can just, I start now? Just like only if you're not gonna panic. Just relax. Like... <laughs> If if you're ready, but you're we're not pressuring you. But if like you're ready, like you you can in for sure heart. start.
2: If you're ready in your heart, you know. I'm ready. Are you sure? Yes. Don't okay. panic. Okay. <laughs>
1: Everyone, welcome back to Casual Obsession Podcast, where we talk about horror movies. I'm Nina, and today we're talking about Overlord.
2: Hi, Nina. Who's talking about Overlord? I'm Noah.
0: Who's also talking about Overlord? And I'm She'll Emma. Right. Who's talking about Overlord?
3: And I'm Jeff. Who's talking about Overlord?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to mention we are talking about Overlord the movie, not Overlord the anime. So all yes. you weebs, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I did actually, weebs are not
2: allowed. I learned Overlord the anime existed last night when we went to go watch Overlord, and I'm like, that
3: doesn't look right. Oh, there it is. I yeah. have learned <laughs> that the anime existed just now when it got mentioned by somebody in this podcast. Who?
0: I've watched the anime.
3: Is it good? <laughs> is it good?
0: Uh, season one is okay, and season two, the... The quality dive bombs a
3: bit. Oh. Ooh. Sad when I, that happens. one
0: of my favorite
2: like one of my favorite things people do with uh, examples is when you take like a big definitive phrase like dive bomb, and then you say just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's kind turned turned very into sharp things. but short. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah turned yeah. into a
2: big pile of shit kinda. It
0: turned into a big pile of poopy. Okay, Okay, Nina, whenever you're ready to do a summary,
3: (laughs) don't panic.
0: Don't panic.
3: (laughs) No pressure from any of us.
1: You guys got to stop. Okay, so (laughs) Overlord. (laughs) Overlord is a 2018 movie. Um, The only star that I'm aware of is Kurt Russell's child, Wyatt Russell, who looks exactly like Kurt Russell. You
2: may have recognized him, Jeff, as the person that looked exactly like Kurt Russell. (laughs) To the point where when I saw it, I'm like... Wow, Kurt Russell looks strangely young.
1: <laughs> wow, uh, C- Corporal Ford. Um, oh, okay, for okay, yeah. Um, I thought he
3: looked familiar, but I couldn't place why.
1: Well, there's because also... there's there's three white guy actors who all look the same um, who are in like different TV shows. There's Charlie Hunnam is another one. He's in Sons of Anarchy. Um, we can and, do a little bit. And then there's one more whose name I can't remember who also looks just like Wyatt Russell. Um, so I always get them mixed up. I totally thought on first viewing that it was Charlie Hunnam, or Hunnam, or whatever, but it's not. It's Wyatt Russell. Um, other than that, there's a guy who was in Umbrella Academy, but I really don't know any of the other actors. Uh was it,
0: the one guy that was in the Star Trek movies that died really tragically.
3: Anton Yelkin.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. Was he,
1: was he in this one? Yeah, no. he
0: was the camera guy. He can't, no. No, he, no, no, he, he was already wasn't. dead by then. I'm pretty sure it was him. I'm going to look this up while you guys keep talking. He doesn't even look like him. He looks like him.
3: He died in 2016. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, this movie came out way after Green Room, and Green Room was was his last role. I was literally
1: just about to say that this movie came out in 2018. Okay. Okay. so Emma, Emma, cut all of
0: that to make me look (laughs) less stupid.
1: Thanks. Anyway, so Overlord came out in 2018, uh, the only stars that I'm aware of are um, Umbrella Academy guy and you, uh, Wyatt who,
2: Russell. Who? who? You he can't was just Tibbet. say Umbrella Academy. He was guy. Tibbet.
1: He was, I think, Harold in the Umbrella Academy, the one eyed dude. Um, yeah. So, th- other than that, I'm not really aware of any other actors. Um, yeah. So, Overlord is a Nazi zombie movie, but I think saying that is a little bit um, misleading because I think when a lot of people hear Nazi zombie movie, they think Dead Snow, which is um, a lot more for lack it's of a better a term it's a comedy so it's a lot more lighthearted. people think nazi zombies they think like schlocky which this is but it's also much more somber in tone than i think some people might expect which is it's something. it's
3: really a, a war movie first and a zombie movie second really yeah the the focus is really not on the zombies
1: i'd agree with yes. that Um, And, like, I I feel like that's when I was reading the reviews, which we'll talk about later, that was something that I picked up a lot was what people expected going in and what their main complaints were. And my um, unofficial FBI profile of the person who hates this movie. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, that was
2: what Nina was doing for a great deal of time last night was while we were watching the the movie. looking through other people's reviews and getting mad at them for complaining about objectively unimportant things. No. Yeah. Oh. So, like
1: So we will we will get to that, okay. but I do wanna I do wanna get through the introduction first. So the movie follows a squadron that are going to take down a tower that is preventing air support for D Day. They go into a small village in France and they're trying to take this tower out and zombies are there. Um And that's, I think, the best spoiler-free, like, summary that I can give. Yeah.
3: Um, Yeah, that sounds right.
2: Yeah. There's not a lot of plot to the movie. If you know, if you hear the
3: phrase, Nazi zombie D-Day, you're halfway there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, that's the thing with a lot of war movies. There's not typically a ton of plot because it's just some dudes go into a place to commit a task and yeah that's yeah. the first the act thing.
2: is unnecessary because the setup is oh it's the war everyone knows about world war Two. you don't need to lay groundwork for that we can just launch right into I... all right so we need to go blow up these guns
0: yeah i i what... really liked the first act
2: I liked it a lot, yeah. I liked it. No, I think I it was maybe it. My I just mean, like in general, movie. that's like the thing with horror um, movies.
1: So one thing I do want to say is obviously because there are zombies this is an alternate history but I do mention this because <laughs> one time I made my friends watching glorious bastards with me and uh, one of my friends did not know it was an alternate history <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. so going into any world war ii themed movie I now feel the need to say this is an alternate history um all okay so let's do trigger warnings um Wait, big but one what for what about our
0: reviews
1: Oh, do we do that first? Yeah, typically. I believe we usually do, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't
3: believe that you were just gonna steamroll right past that. The content warning is like the last thing before the spoiler synopsis. Oh.
1: Oh. Okay. Well. All right. Uh, my. But don't feel bad.
3: Don't feel bad. There's no pressure for many of us.
2: (laughs) Can we just change this podcast to casually gaslighting? Because
3: realistically,
1: (laughs) you guys sound like my boss. Don't know. (laughs) Calm down. For, Nina. for those, <laughs> he tells me to calm down constantly. Oh, but for no. those, those listening to the podcast, um, I fell and dislocated my shoulder this week, and the whole day today, my boss was heavily implying that I was faking it. Oh, and, oh my god. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Nina at work in a sling, and he's just like, "You're faking that because you." Don't I was want to like,
1: work. "Can I? Can you? Can you hand me a bag?" And he was like, "Oh, my shoulder itches. I can't."
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. He's,
1: he's a jerk. Anyway, enough about my boss, who most of the time is okay. Uh, let's uh, talk about our ratings. Mine, personally, I really enjoy this movie. I don't think it's necessarily perfect. But for what it is, I think it is exactly what it needs to be. So this is a solid 8 out of 10 for me.
0: Nice. So right so, up there with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street.
3: But below Halloween.
1: <laughs> was how no <laughs> that <attack> can't move <laughs> <laughs>
2: nina is this movie better in your mind than halloween yes <laughs> um so on my front uh recall i think if we're looking at this objectively as a movie right it's probably a six but i think it's a very very fun
3: movie so i give it a nine
0: it's fair jeffy
3: I was going to let you go first. I usually go last on these. Um, I actually disagree that uh, if you look at it just as a movie, it would probably get a lower score. Because I think if you remove the central premise of the movie, which is the the Nazi zombie Wolfenstein stuff, um, you're still left with a pretty freaking good war movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think as long as you're willing to buy into all the particular narrative issues that a war movie requires you to buy into, this is still a very good movie. I think the pacing is actually fantastic because it goes for most of the movie at a rate that should be exhausting, but they dial it back just enough to keep you focused on it. It's funny you should say that,
2: because I saw a lot of people complaining that it didn't move fast enough.
3: Really? I thought it was I've just seen about complaints perfect. complaints about the pacing. I have never watched a movie that was paced the way that this movie is. I thought it was absolutely riveting for the entire almost two hours of it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give it like an 8.5, solid. And I think it earns that in every way.
1: Nice. I want to change my rating to a 9, now that I've thought more.
3: Wow! No, ratings um, sure. are final It was teetering on
1: an eight to nine, but I think it's a nine.
3: Calm down. The you ratings know, you are final. You've like already said
0: five.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: anyway, uh, it's you, me, Emma? Emma, with my rating, which is. I actually figured out where I recognize that actor from, um, because I Googled it. the The camera guy that I thought was Anton Yelkin. Ah, who is he? Um, he. Is in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Oh, Oh. he's, um. He's he's like the nerdy
0: science guy. Fitz and Simmons.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I I know. I was
3: hoping he'd be like an obscure x man or something.
0: No, he kind of looks like Anton Yelkin a little bit, and so I think that just triggered. It's the baby face. In my brain. Yeah, it's the Mm. baby face. It is a baby face. Seeing him
2: not dressed up in his war stuff, he does look a lot more like Anton Yelkin.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, so. Uh, With all that said, I really enjoyed this movie. It was a fun watch. Um, And uh, I agree, the pacing was really, really great. Um, I'm going to give it a... I think the highest I've given a movie is a 9, which was The Invitation. Uh, I'm going to give this, like, an 8.99.
1: Not as good as The Invitation, but still pretty dang good.
0: Yeah, I think... The Invitation, I'm going to get into this a bit later, but I think The Invitation as kind of like a more central horror movie, like I just enjoyed a lot more, Fair. but this was just like super, super fun and I really liked it.
3: Yeah. Cool. I do think it's going right. to have a bit more rewatch value than The Invitation though.
1: I would agree. It was super fun to watch. A I was going
2: to say, uh, we can verify it is very fun to watch twice. All
1: right uh yeah okay so that's that's that um is it the
3: trigger warnings or the scary rating first
1: up trigger, to warnings. trigger warnings okay trigger warnings this movie has i think a few of them um i will start with body horror i feel like that's kind of obvious there's some pretty graphic body horror in this one yeah um war scenes is another obvious one a lot of that going on um (laughs) nazis nazis Nazis
3: do exist in this movie yeah they Uh, do exist in this movie
1: i will talk about the fact that there are no swastikas but uh there There are still other no
3: swastikas oh shoot
0: there are notice
1: yeah, there are other symbols. There's the you know typical like iron cross, that kind of symbolism, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, one last thing that I think is very important is um, attempted rape twice. Yeah. So just be aware of that if you're uncomfy with that, which I think yeah. most people are. Um, but yeah, those. I think that's everything off the top of my head. Oh, there's like a really gross looking. Dog corpse at the beginning of the movie, but
2: I don't think it was a dog though. I think you can put like big quotation
3: marks around dog on that
1: one. The jackal guarding the entrance to hell, or whatever they said. I thought
3: it kind of looked like a possum skull, honestly, but
0: I think it looked like a dog.
3: Are you the cop from Halloween? (laughs) (laughs) It might have been a skunk.
0: All right. With those trigger warnings out of the way, it is time for Emma's super secret scary rating. So go ahead and take it away, Emma. Oh, Thanks, Emma. Is it super secret it away. this
4: time?
0: Uh, it's super secret. So Whoa, when secret. Nina told me, hey, I want to watch Overlord, the movie based on Nazi zombies and Call of Duty. I was like, hmm, <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that, but it's your turn, I guess. And so we watched it now. I have seen some zombie movies before, including Shaun of the Dead.
3: A good one. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: And I think that's about it. Okay. Compared to Shaun of the Dead, this movie's very scary. Um, So scary, I would give it a 10 out of 10.
3: That's very valid. I hope they put that on the back of the DVD cover. Compared to Shaun (laughs) of the Dead, this movie is very scary.
0: (laughs) All right, so how about that spoiler summary?
1: Yeah, I'm here with it. Okay, so this movie follows, like I said, a squad of American soldiers um, who are flying into enemy territory to destroy a radio tower that is preventing air support on D-Day on the way in uh, the plane is shot down. And most of the people we were introduced to on the plane are killed. Um, We are left with five people, Dawson, Boyce, Tibbet, Chase, and Ford Um, shortly after they have reunited after the plane crashes, Um, they are walking through a field of mines. Dawson's talking about his bright future, as you do in a war movie, and he blows up. (laughs) Um, which is one of my favorite deaths in the movie. Um, they continue on. They run into a young woman from the local town. Her name is Chloe. She lets them hide in her attic while some of the Nazi soldiers come in. When she's guiding them up to the attic, she noticed, she mentions that her aunt is in a room sick. She says, don't worry about it. She's just sick. Hide in the attic. The soldiers are coming. Whatever. Um, they meet her little brother at that point as well. His name's Paul. He's cute. Um, the soldiers come in. They're creepy. Uh, the main soldier starts harassing Chloe, which prompts Boyce, our main character, who's a soft-hearted little boy, to go downstairs and beat this Nazi guy over the head. Uh, and knock him out because he's sick of watching chloe get harassed um they beat the guy for uh the nazi guy for intelligence he tells them how many people there are uh in this church where the tower is and Boyce freaks out because he thinks they're beating this guy too hard and they then Boyce. they i think at that point they split up right is that what's happened and mm-hmm. Boyce goes out to find the other two people who have left Yep. yeah boys tries to go find the two people who have left and he ends up underneath the church while he's underneath the church he finds a lot of really scary stuff the nazis have been doing experiments with this tar that's underneath the town that they think is magical they've been incubating it in these humans who are in like these weird sacks hanging from the ceiling that boyce finds uh he finds the serum itself that they've been incubating in these people and takes a syringe full before he sees a woman who's just a spine with a head. She's begging for mercy. And he freaks out so bad he runs out of the out of the church. Uh, when he gets back, uh, the Nazi guys, knocked out, tied up, he tries to tell... Oh, sorry, I forgot. He finds Rosenfeld.
2: He does find Rosenfeld.
1: Yeah, when he's under the church, Boyce finds one more member of the squad, Rosenfeld, uh, who is Jewish and was on the, on the uh, plane joking nervously about what would happen if he were caught by the Nazis. And, of course, that happens, and he is experimented on briefly before Boyce saves him and brings him back. Um, when they arrive back, Boyce is breathless. Rosenfeld's trying to get um, some healing, and Boyce tries to tell them about the experiments going on. Ford's like his corporal, his commanding officers like that has nothing to do with us. We just need to blow up the tower. Unfortunately, while this conversation is going on, um, one of the other members of the squad gets shot to death by the Nazi who just kind of grabs a gun and fires blindly and manages to hit him. Um, He dies and Boyce, in a fit of sadness, tries to use the serum to bring him back to life. It works briefly until the guy turns into a zombie and starts trying to like, just throw everyone around the room and Boyce is, is, um, forced to put him back down again. After that, they, you know, have to go to the, to the tower and explode it. Basically it, it just falls from there as your typical, like, um, operation to go into the tower and blow it up. Um, during that, uh, The fight between the Nazi captain and Ford. Ford is forced to stay behind and blow himself up. And, yeah, I feel like that's a really weak summary, but that's basically the plot. I'm missing some details there, but... That's
3: about it. So, did anybody else spend the entire movie waiting for Rosenfelder to start turning into a zombie?
1: No. Uh, Because he had
3: that thing stuck in him, and I thought for sure something weird was going to be happening with him at some point. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's a fair thing to assume but um, my assumption was that they were prepping him to be like one of those incubators
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay
1: Yeah, Yeah.
2: I don't think he actually had anything hosing into him yet. He wasn't in the bag. He was not a sack man
1: <laughs> The sack men were creepy This is true um, I want to know your guys' thoughts first
0: uh, Boyd was a good Boyd Um, He was, his relationship with Chloe, adorable. Yes. Loved how that developed, and uh, the I forget his name, but like, the jerk, the jerk army. Tibbet. Tibbet. His relationship with the kid and how that evolved, adorable.
3: I really like Mm -hmm. the way that they wrote Tibbet. Like he's very annoying right at the start, but he really grows on you by the end of the movie.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. By, by the end, uh, he was the one that I was most worried about. It's like, this guy has got to make it or I'm going to riot.
3: <laughs> I think a lot of it is, like, with a lot of annoying characters, the writers will tend also to make the choice of, like, making that character completely useless.
1: Mm. And
3: Tibbet is a very, very useful member of the team.
1: He is. And he's a fantastic
3: mm. shot with that rifle. Oh, geez. It's...
1: It's why he thinks he can be a jerk
3: is because
1: he's good at things and, you know, Boyce is just a little baby boy. I
3: think we only see him miss, like, two shots in the whole movie.
1: Every time Mm -hmm. he fires
3: that gun, somebody dies.
1: Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. very capable. I really loved the scene where he and um, Rosenfeld are um, covering the door. Yeah. uh, Oh, yeah,
0: that was really cool. But, yeah. I do... I do have one, like, actual opinion um, Ooh, about it. this movie that I will dive into. So the reason why I said The Invitation as more of a horror movie kind of struck me more yeah. and I enjoyed it more is because I feel like action movies as a whole, when they take on another subgenre... Dilute that genre Mm
4: -hmm. Okay I can get
0: with that Um, So I Like I think Jeff was saying earlier Like this felt very much more like Kind of a war movie Than like a horror movie Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, It just felt more Like an action movie to me Than a horror movie But there Mm -hmm. were like some of those More creepy elements However it didn't like super strike me as a horror movie yeah. um
3: if I could make I one, one assertion there yeah all war movies are horror movies kinda
0: true because
3: yeah. I mean what is more horrifying than war Ghosts well you got me there <laughs> all right let's pack it up but no <laughs>
1: Freaking I' getting
3: dunked on I agree
1: with Jeff um, war movies can be very horrific I was talking to Noah about um uh, all quiet on the western front I think. Um, There are a couple really striking scenes in that movie that, like, have stuck to me to this day. Because the deaths of certain characters were just so sudden. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really stuck with me how, like, terrifying it is that we just throw bodies at a problem until it's gone. Yeah. You know? Like, those are people. The whole
3: first 15 or 20 minutes of this movie is just that. It's just, like... I mean, like, uh, just to me, it was a really big thing just when they all jump out of that plane right before it explodes. Yeah. And we've got that scene of boys just falling through this freaking dogfight.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: it makes mm-hmm. you really, like, it makes you realize the amount of awful things that can happen to you before you even hit the ground in that situation. You know, uh, you could get yeah. shot. You could still get blown up. You could get hit by another plane. There's any number of things that could happen. And then all those things become even more likely once you deploy your parachute and you stop moving as fast. And then or you even do what when you survive did. all those things, you can still land in water and you might get tangled up in your parachute and just drown. Like say, yeah. or
2: do what Boyce did where he didn't deploy his parachute nearly soon enough, and that water is the only thing that saved him. Yeah. yeah even though it still almost killed him. Speaking of, I uh, would have drowned. I could not have hold, held my breath that long. Yeah, I, I did check.
1: <laughs> I, I, I do that during movies, too. Um, I did not
2: do that this time. I usually do, but I didn't. Especially with the no notice going into the water. Oh, Ooh. right?
3: Yeah, you don't see it coming. He just suddenly hits the water, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. I, think, I think that um, while those parts were almost more horrific than the zombies, um, the one thing that maintained the realistic like feeling to me by the end of the movie was the attitude that Boyce held towards this can't get out. Like Ford and Boyce both agreed that like neither side should have access to this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And if it had been just, if it hadn't been like that, I don't think that that kind of thing would have been as scary because it felt very Captain America, winter soldier by the not winter soldier, uh, first Avenger by the end. Um, it felt very Captain America versus the Red Skull in that last fight between Ford and the uh, Nazi guy. A little you bit, you know. Um, so that was more of a like we two immortals locked in eternal combat kind of thing, um, which <laughs> like which, Pirates which, of the Caribbean. I yes, that is what I was quoting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah no by that point like a, you would think that a lot of like the realism would have evaporated and a lot of it did but the the ending of the movie where it's like okay well we finished one mission uh, on to the next one and the question about whether or not there was anything they could use underneath the church where boys slide straight to the guy's face and I was um, like,
2: eh, yeah I figured the villagers were lying to us
1: uh, <laughs> yeah like that was um That was what kept it grounded at the end for me.
0: I do want to say regarding that final battle, um, I really noticed it in this part, um, especially when Boyd was getting thrown around by uh, Mr. Nazi Franz. Mm -hmm. And one thing I really enjoyed about the action in this movie is... Like, hits and shots just felt like there was a lot of actual force behind them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I know surprised if that
3: Boyce too. had actually gotten injured while shooting that fight. It looked yeah. like he mm-hmm. got hurt a lot. Yeah, I loved that so much.
2: Just like every hit, every single hit in this movie, you you watch these people smash their faces into bricks. I know that the CG can do great things and you can CG out in like soft like, mats and stuff. Yeah. But. When when uh Waffner threw him into the fence.
4: Yes. Yeah. I'm like,
2: ow. Cause some of the other hits, Ugh. you know, like there were some really poorly pulled punches in this movie from uh Wyatt Russell. Totally. That man throws a bad fake punch. But he does. every single time Boyd got hit the it's voice.
1: Man... We have to stay Boyce. consistent.
2: Boyce. Come on, guys. Did I not say Boyce? You said Boyd. Oh, jeez, My bad. Every time that Boyce got hit, he fell like a sack of bricks. Yeah. It looked yeah. like it. Or hurt. like when Tibbet got shot and he just fell straight as a board down onto
0: his face. I'm like, ow. Yeah. Yeah. And ow. I think because most of the time with these, like, so audience, with these zombies, they kind of get super strength. And so the most common example of seeing super strength in movies is in like Marvel or DC films. And it always feels, compared to this, it feels really stunted in those movies Mm -hmm. or not as real or you can very much feel it as being fake. Yeah. But the way that they showed like these people's strength and just like throwing people around, it was really, really well done. Yeah. Like props Mm -hmm. to whoever like coordinated the fights yeah especially um, when
3: they do it on um was his name chase the camera guy
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah
3: yeah when they do it to him and he like just like he's just like accidentally breaking his entire body yeah And he's got like collarbones sticking out through his skin and he's just smacking his face into things like that felt like you know it was cg and it looked like it was cg but like
1: You could still feel it They played
3: the scene so serious That you bought into it And it felt Really like You know like this is what would happen if a person Was really just suddenly given that kind of Superpower they would just destroy Themselves by accident even
4: Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Yeah
1: Yeah
0: I also very much enjoyed that So Nazi boy Franz um, he injects himself with this Nazi medicine to make himself Nazi superhero. Yeah. Um, and he and... does like three syringes of it. <laughs> I think he does like he two does. or three. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he, like, right before this, was shot in the face, so his face was like very kind of disfigured, and I liked that they kept that rather than being like, oh, like you heal now. Um, mm-hmm. The same yeah, it's thing like it with doesn't the... fix
3: anything he just ignores it
0: yeah the same thing with the camera guy once he was injected with the stuff and woke up he had been like shot in the chest twice and so he's like kind of touching the holes he's like I don't even feel it um and so I don't know I liked that they kind of kept yeah kept their injuries rather than pulling mm-hmm. bullshit like oh yeah. you heal
3: yeah. And the whole scene with Chase is really clever exposition on how the stuff works. Because they could have had a a scene where, like, you know, the evil doctor is explaining it all to (laughs) Franz or something. You don't know what will happen. And
2: then he says, what will happen?
3: Yeah, there's none of that. We have a scene where it happens to Chase and he talks through everything that's happening to him. And we're shown most of it that way. Like, that's that's really good. I love the way that this movie did its exposition.
1: Yes, I can agree with that, and I want to. I will touch on that when we go into the reviews, um, because there's some stuff about that in there. Okay. Um. But yeah. Uh. So.
3: All the evil lab stuff is really cool. I liked it a lot. It
1: is really cool. It's I good classic those... evil
3: lab stuff. The spinehead yeah. lady was really good. Reminded me a lot of yeah. uh, Day of the Dead. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a lot of fun stuff in there.
2: Without. Uh, one of the things that always bugs me because like nazi zombie stuff people have all their own ideas on how it's supposed to happen right but so much of it ends up revolving around like actual magic making things happen you know Mm -hmm. like wolfenstein is based entirely around the occult and using that power to supercharge their technology yada 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 yeah um dead snow is like a Draugr type of situation where their greed keeps them alive as zombies. Uh-huh. You know, In JoJo's Bizarre
1: a... Adventure, I don't even know how. <laughs> I'm still a little bit uh, confused as to how he kept himself alive, but that's JoJo. Uh, it's for it's ja. the power of
3: German engineering.
1: <laughs>
2: it's the greatest in all the world. They have
3: the greatest the... technology on earth.
1: <laughs> Volkswagen. Uh, it'll keep you going. <laughs> yeah no like (laughs) um the mysticism thing i did want to talk about briefly um it's one of those things where i think it's kind of a well-known kind of taken for granted fact that uh that era of you know i guess i'll just say the nazis the nazis were really interested in mysticism and i find it really interesting the different ways that that does make it into pop culture um uh, jojo's bizarre adventure being one example where they're trying to like figure out how these magic like ancient stone masks work it's like they really thought to themselves hmm if we're meant to be like this and we're meant to rule the world surely there's some otherworldly power that will get us there um, I like the the in this movie how he said a thousand year Reich needs thousand year sh- soldiers That's cool I also line, love how yeah.
2: selfish that thought is because it's like well if we're gonna be around for a thousand years then these same poor men have to fight our war forever.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I just That's thought
3: of that. Government for you. <sighs>
1: um, and I did, uh, speaking of all of this, like, historical stuff and, and, and fun real world facts. Um, let's talk about the fact that there are no, sp- y- the use of a specific symbol in this movie, which is it doesn't show up at all yeah they make um, it
3: perfectly clear that these are nazis and there is not a single moment where you look at a nazi and you don't think hey that's a nazi but they accomplished this all without any swastikas yeah,
1: yeah. and the but, reasoning for that sorry. sorry the reasoning for that is because um the swastika is heavily sim- uh, uh, censored in uh germany so oh. a lot of big time World War Two like fictional pieces like Call of Duty is a great example also censors the same thing um, in the single player campaign they were able to use them because they ha- could change it for the different regions they were releasing it to but in the multiplayer online campaign for their World War II games, there are no swastikas um, for censorship reasons. And personally, though some people might argue censorship bad at all times, I like the inclusion of other symbols like the double lightning bolts and the iron cross because those are being really normalized in certain hate groups in America these days. And they're kind of trying to use those so that they are less recognizable to the general populace but very recognizable to each other. So right. when using those lesser-used symbols in popular media, when there are obviously Nazis, I think it'll help the average person be more aware of hate groups.
3: Right, yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that.
3: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I hadn't even noticed that there weren't swastikas. Yeah, I didn't I realize it until
3: you pointed it out, and then thinking back on it, I was like,
0: oh, yeah that is really cool
2: yeah. yeah i noticed the first time through when they did that weird close-up on waffner's lighter and it just had that really weird
1: it's a rune I think. yeah that
2: little yeah, nordic it, rune it, yeah and i'm looking at that and i'm like is that supposed to mean something is that supposed to mean something and i'm like that's not a swastika i don't know what that is so i looked it up couldn't find anything about it because i was just like what is on the lighter in overlord <laughs> where are the swastikas in overlord and that's all i was like searching so, yeah, I'm sure it probably is a rune. It means something, but I, I don't know what it means. Was,
0: I thought it was an SS symbol.
2: Nope, not that either.
3: No, it's just a rune. Most uh, modern neo-Nazi groups use an O, but uh, so that was kind of what I was expecting to see more of. But, yeah, that's that's just another rune in that same alphabet.
0: Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Fun facts of the day.
3: Uh, another thing mm-hmm. on the the historical angle is I really like that zombies are such a common outcome in modern Nazi media.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, Nina, just showed me what the rune means, and it ju- literally just means faith in Nazism.
3: Nice.
1: It is an SS symbol. Uh, it's I'm I'm not gonna like say it out loud or anything, but I all I googled was Nazi runes.
3: <laughs> nice.
2: Um. So yeah, when I when I think of SS symbols I think of like literal two S's. Yeah, the double or double lightning bolt. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah. In that case, yes, Emma, you were dead on right. It is uh just Nice I stanoxy. did it.
0: I was right about something. Audience, be proud of me. Woohoo! Tweet Woo-hoo. me saying how proud of me you are.
3: Applaud. Wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast, just stand up and applaud right now.
0: We'll take we'll take a moment of silence. Okay, that was enough. All Thank right.
1: You. <laughs> I think it'll be really funny if you cut that moment out and post, and it's just like a moment of silence. Okay, that's enough. That's <laughs> like what was in real life. What are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't have
3: time to applaud.
1: <laughs> All right. Whoops. Sorry. Um, uh,
3: but yeah, like I, I think it's really interesting that that's such a, a pervasive idea. and a lot of that's just because of Call of Duty of course. but like yeah, there the, were the if you read, like on. if you read books about the you know the soldiers in like World War One, World War II, there were always rumors of the the German army having these like, you know like factories where they made bombs out of corpses and other kinds of like you know creepy mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you look into it in real life, and yeah, they were doing an awful lot of pretty weird things, trying to accomplish a lot of pretty crazy stuff. They they were trying to make a death ray at the time that they were finally stopped at the end of the war. Like,
1: Mm -hmm.
3: there was a ton of crazy stuff. Really crazy
1: stuff. You can do a lot of scientific stuff when you aren't taking ethics into account. Yeah, which is why whenever a World War Two enthusiast guy is like, well, you know. Uh, they made a lot of scientific accomplishments. I'm like, shut up.
3: Like, yeah, through human rights
0: violations. Yeah, they didn't have fucking morals.
3: Yeah, I'd be okay (laughs) not having those scientific breakthroughs or having to wait longer for them. I would, too. I would be completely okay with that.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I do Mm want to ask, on the topic of mysticism and everything, Mm -hmm. Nina, did you look up anything about this? Because in the final battle, I think... Um, Nazi boy Franz has Boyce kind of up against a fence or something and is talking about, like, the tar and its properties and that, like, the French soil only needed to be unlocked through, like, French blood, and they were just too cowardly to do it. Like, do you know... Yeah, there's a lot like, to that, certainly. Was, yeah, yeah was there anything, like historically to that or like what was that about
1: see i was talking to noah about that because it seems like it came so out of nowhere that it like has to have had some like specific example in um in history um but i honestly couldn't find anything specific about that um okay
3: just the fact that it's tar feels so odd, like it, such a weird choice. It feels choice. Yeah. really
1: specific, right? Um, there's a lot of articles about it, but they're all just referring um, in the vague, uh, vague like, like topic in general of like experimentation. Um, yeah. I know that they didn't just pull one thing. That we that is also noted is they didn't just pull from the Nazis. Um, so, you know, the scene with the spine head yeah. um, in 1940, Soviet Russians apparently reanimated a dog's head. Um, so that is that is the basis for that one. Oh, specifically. Um, I'm not sure. That's pretty weird. About the tar specifically. Though. Um, OK, then. Yeah. if if someone out there knows i am very curious i just couldn't find it in my cursory dig
3: that aspect Uh, of it and the the lack of hard information that you get gives it a very uh like lovecrafty herbert west kind of feel to me Mm -hmm. and that's probably only because embarrassingly enough i'm a fan of lovecraft's work and herbert west happens to be my favorite of his stories
1: fair enough no i i'm with you there you're gonna see when we when we um eventually do our color out of space annihilation double feature that i am planning um that i also have a lot of love in my heart for the ideas that lovecraft used but not so much for his actual execution of some of those ideas yes Um, we
3: will talk a lot about that then
1: (laughs) yeah but, uh, yeah, no, I feel that that kind of, like, looming sense of the universe being um, kind of evil and you being able to unlock that through being terrible to other people. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> That's what he was That's... trying to
3: do, all right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, so but much no. of it that just, like like, you kind of get the impression that the Nazis don't fully understand it either.
1: Oh, they definitely don't. You know, the the uh, doctor
3: seems pretty open about that, but um, Franz, mm-hmm. his name isn't actually Franz, but that is no, what they will call him. Franz definitely him. seems to think that he understands it because he's so,
1: uh-huh.
3: uh, you know, evil.
1: Crazy? He's yeah, he's,
3: he seems to be a pretty terrible person, and uh, terrible people tend to D- think that they delusional. understand things better than they do.
2: Also, in fairness, he did not have a lot left uh, going for him at that point. His face was peeled off. He had very little to lose, I suppose. Just more of his face. And honestly, that's like the only healing action that the zombie stuff gives you in the entire movie. Like, there's a little bit of his face stitching back together, but it still remains like blasted open. I did notice
3: that. You kind of see it just in the the final couple of scenes with him. It's just Mm -hmm. that his face isn't as open as it was. I like that they made it that slow.
1: Yeah, it's not Wolverine or Deadpool. Mm-hmm. It's much slower.
3: Yeah. I also mm-hmm. think it was very smart of them to feature the zombies themselves as little as they do. Mm-hmm. Like, going into the movie, I was expecting it to just be, uh, you know, just a, a typical zombie shoot-em-up kind of thing. But yeah. the zombies are really very non-present for most of the movie, and that was such mm-hmm. a good choice.
0: Yeah, I, I totally mean, agree. The only ones you really get good glimpses of are the aunt um which is very quick and i don't don't know if she's technically a zombie or what was going on with her it
3: seems like she's kind of like halfway or something
0: yeah something like that kind of like the uh, the dog skull in the woods yeah and then the the one that chased chloe which that one was really freaky good old bone Uh,
2: spike arm
0: yeah they did really really great with that one um and then nazi boy franz yeah Mm -hmm. and we see a few of them coming out of the cabinets when franz opens them
3: up at the end but like we get a very short look at them and then they get blown up like
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
3: they use Mm -hmm. the zombies so so there's like 20 of them but that's it yeah you know another thing that they
2: use sparingly was the nazis
1: that's a good point
2: because oh what do you call when they're interrogating waffner he meant, or they're like, yeah, name, he says right? there's, yeah, Waffner. Uh, they're just like, all right, he says there's 40 people inside. And you know what? You don't feel like there's an unending number of people, because let's be real. All your guys are going to be on the front lines of the beach. You're going to mm-hmm. spare maybe like just one, maybe two crews of people to monitor your
3: radio tower. You don't need a lot of people there. You need them up front. Yeah, a radio jamming and, tower requires very little manning, even if you do have an mm-hmm. evil lab under it.
2: Yeah, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I doubt that there were only forty people, but I think if you went through the movie, you're probably not going to count much more than forty.
3: Yeah,
4: I don't yeah. think so.
0: Like I the, know. I like that. The, a lot. the place yeah, that where cool. you saw the most Nazis being killed was at the gates when they were like shooting them with the machine gun and the sniper yeah mm-hmm. um yep. and they blew up the motorcycle which yeah. even which is some then... good
3: old-fashioned wholesome nazi killing inglorious bastard style and i liked it a lot <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah that was
0: really cool it was a good scene but even then i think around 40 is maybe a good number for
1: how many, like how many people
0: probably died there yeah mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah absolutely yeah. i think it's a good estimate i think they were pretty uh clean on their numbers
2: Yep. Mm. made me happy so many uh like war games especially condition you to think that uh you know the the numbers are pretty endless because like it's like oh here you are at this middle of nowhere place, but because it's a video game, you just have to fight limitless enemies.
3: Yeah. And
4: yeah. then
2: movies tend to feel like that, too, just because, you Who's know, keeping who, count? Who, who keeps count of people? Yeah. But like with this, it was one of those things where he said 40 people and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try and pay attention this time around. See how many people are there. And as it turns out, 40 actually felt pretty reasonably accurate to it. I didn't feel like What's I was being there? drowned under the weight of endless, nameless Nazis.
3: Yeah, once they're actually inside and walking around in the place, they only ever run into, like, one or two at a time.
4: hmm And they're Which, not, like, like around every corner.
3: They've got some space in between them.
4: hmm
3: As makes sense. Right.
1: All right, do you guys want to hear the reviews?
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Okay.
1: All right, so I went on IMDb, so these are mostly normal people and their opinions. Um, got it. There were from my general little pass through four major criticisms of this movie and i have a rebuttal to each of them i'd also like to hear your opinions
3: okay i was about to say uh, we are roasting these people right because
1: absolutely all right uh criti- common criticism one of four it's not fun enough
3: what i don't know <laughs> what they came in expecting
1: okay if this so wasn't I...
3: fun enough <laughs>
1: I encountered this problem when I first watched Pride Prejudice and Zombies. I think people expect when they hear zombies in a situation, they think it's going to be a lot more uh, comedy. Um, It's going to be a lot more, a lot less serious tone, especially with the most famous Nazi zombie horror movie being Dead Snow, which is a comedy. It's like, oh, he he, hoo hoo, blowing up zombies, Um, it's fun. And it's like really schlocky. This movie is not that, and it's and far people... scarier
3: than Shaun of the Dead as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's yes. true.
1: So that's that's my take: is that people went into this with expectations that didn't match um, what the movie actually wanted to be, and they refused to accept the movie as it was. Um, but that's that's yeah, my pretty personal.
3: Much. It's just wrong expectations and an inability to adjust to what they're actually seeing
1: yeah um second common criticism and this is my favorite one and the one i had the most notes for it's not historically accurate of course it's fucking not well you got them
3: there Uh (laughs)
1: you have you have to listen to which part they're complaining about i'll give you i'll give you a guess
0: um is it the zombies uh uh-uh.
3: Is it the the people are stupid and they don't realize that Normandy is in France and not Norway? Uh, oh. <laughs>
1: it's that there are black people. <laughs> what? They're mad because there's a mixed squadron in this movie and that the main sergeant at the beginning of the movie is a black man.
4: Yeah.
1: You kidding wow. me? No.
2: Technically, yeah. Historically inaccurate. Yeah, but was I think we can agree, much. but also like, come on now. No, it actually 100% wasn't, wasn't because there's, there's fun stories about oh, not uh, at stuff all. like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but, but
4: come but on. Now hear
2: me out. Hear me out. Y'all hear me out. If you're going to add zombies to the story, maybe we can all agree that this is just a historically inaccurate film and we can have fun with it.
1: And we can have representation of, you know, the kind of people who the Nazis hated. And, like, personally. Well, and also, I-
3: freaking, like, the, the, whatever his name is, I don't know who the actor is. The guy who plays Boyce is a real good actor. He portrays the character so well and, throughout.
1: How and can like you have that- a complaint about that? That's a lot of people who had this complaint also said that they didn't like his acting. I will add. It seems to me like maybe they're just racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I don't want to like. Obviously, I don't think they're ever going to hear this, but um, I'm already going to outright insult them when I get to the end of these criticisms. But um, yeah, if you leave particular... reviews on
3: IMDb, fuck you.
1: <laughs> but but one thing that like I want to say is that if you replaced these characters are just well-written characters there's no emphasis drawn to the fact that they are black the only thing that i can think of is with Boyce, his grandmother was haitian and moved to louisiana which makes more sense for a black character than a white character just historically um so him being black makes sense with that but if he were a white character nothing would have changed and i don't see why it's an issue that he's black and i don't see why these people are complaining about that at all. Um yeah. now to give you a little more insight into the kind of person leaving these comments, oh another com- another comment was, "Wow, every German in this movie is unequivocally evil and need to be and needs to be shot on sight."
3: Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's almost I'm not like this is-, <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem. Mo- this is a they're like, "Oh, it's such a black and white view of what happened." I'm like, "This movie is set in France." There are no German civilians in this movie.
3: Yeah, it's just soldiers. And uh that's the way Cuz that's where the World war, war II ended. Be.
1: That's <laughs> where the war ended. Of course it's set in France and of course the only Germans that are there are Nazis. This is not like it's not that deep fam. Uh <laughs>
3: Well, and also, like, you know, regardless of whether you think it's uh, a fair portrayal or not, if you're going out of your way to defend Nazis, then I have a problem with you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, um, come on now.
2: <laughs> I'll allow yeah. you to make that argument if you're actively having, like, some random American commando team in Munich. And it's like, well, as it turns out, maybe there's a couple of nice German families in Munich that aren't Nazis. Sure. then you can be like wow if, i can't believe that they made all of the germans nazis because there were definitely yeah. good people in these cities but this is not in germany the only germans here are occupying forces and, um, and they're all nazis Exactly. because they're part of the nazi military i want yeah, to say that. if
1: you guys if you guys want if anyone listening wants a nuanced take of german civilians in uh, in nazi germany uh watch jojo rabbit yeah. Um, or watch
3: Jojo's bizarre adventure. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> German
1: engineer. <laughs> All technology when is you the best. when
0: you said Jojo, I was like, oh my god, Nina. And then you said <laughs> Rabbit, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> is Jojo, JoJo Rabbit, Rabbit, Rabbit good? I never
3: saw it.
0: It's
1: very it's really good. good. It is nice. really good. And and hilariously enough, the kind of person making these comments on Overlord, I also think would hate Jojo Rabbit, despite the <laughs> fact that it does everything they're criticizing here. Well, um. Yeah. Uh yeah, so there's that. Uh, that was criticism number two. Stupid. Uh, c- criticism number three is that there is no emotional core, and they couldn't get attached to any of the characters. What I don't see that either. What movie were they <laughs> I- watching? <laughs> yeah, what? I I don't understand that comment what? either. Um, I felt like I it was gave very us just to- enough
3: time to get attached to every character right before they died.
1: Like exactly. especially
3: like um.
2: What's his name? Renson? Sergeant Renson? Dawson. No, I'm talking about... The sergeant. Oh, the sergeant. Yeah. I'm talking about the sergeant. Sergeant Renson.
1: Oh, I didn't know that was his name. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know. I, I was really sad when he died, but I didn't remember his name.
2: Yeah, I, I wrote his name down because I couldn't just keep saying... Black sergeant in my notes, <laughs> right? Of course, I, and I finally found his name, and I'm like, there it is.
3: So I, you know, I don't think his name is anything. ever actually said in the narrative. I think he's just I the sergeant. No, it, sure is because, it is because uh,
2: Ford mentions his name. He's, oh, okay, Ford, Ford and, uh voice. But anyway, oh, okay. yeah, I, I felt like a lot of the characters that died uh, in the beginning, we got enough character development on that plane that yeah. almost any of them could have been our main crew along with Boyd. Well, I mean shoot, voice. the yeah. first
3: the first guy that dies when all those bullets come flying up through the floor of the plane and that one guy gets shot and yeah. the medic dude immediately <laughs> jumps up and goes to try and help him and everyone else is like holding him back so he doesn't get shot as well. That scene was freaking heartbreaking and we had only seen any of these guys for like 2 minutes at the time. What in the uh-huh. world? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The guy this that movie hopped up into the aisle absolutely and then got no gunned. time hurting you. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't.
2: The guy that hopped into the aisle and got gunned down by the anti air immediately when he was just trying to say, Sergeant, people got shot. Firstly, yeah, Sergeant knew. Secondly, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It was like all the deaths in this movie were so incredibly sudden. Yeah. And I yeah. loved that. It was Yeah, hard. and Dawson you is did, the best like, example
3: of that. Mm hmm.
2: Because, you know, you expect to have some random deaths in a war movie, right? Sure, but, like, and him, he's in some the middle of a sentence. In a you're in the movie.
3: midst of getting attached to him, and then suddenly Honestly, he's just gone. I think
2: more than half of our, like, named character deaths, they were in the middle of saying something. Yeah. Because Chase got jumped when he was calling for some help. He didn't die immediately then, obviously, but, like, right. he got jumped then. Dawson blew up in the middle of a sentence. The guy who got shot in the plane... A couple of the guys who got shot in the plane, like a right. lot of people, were like, mid sentence and done.
1: Very. And
2: everyone very, fell like a sack of potatoes.
1: Yeah. Very sad, uh, which very makes very you, sad. Ha- despite making that making you hesitant to get attached to any of the other characters, like I still got so attached to. You Timbit. still can't I w- help I w- it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I expected
1: yeah. Tibbet to die, but when he didn't, I was. I was so, so happy he survived that. So yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's um. Good. But yeah, that's that I hugely disagree. I guess that's very subjective whether or not you can get attached to these characters. I don't think it's
2: that subjective though I, I mean like, I don't think so I think if you don't get attached to these
3: it. guys you're trying.
1: Mm-hmm. Some people can get attached to the characters on Community, and I really can't. So I, I think that it, there is a certain subjectivity to being able to get yourself attached to any character, no matter how well written. There are books that I like. know people love and love the main characters that I get into it, and I'm like, I can't stand this guy. I don't know what people are talking about. So I'm willing to give a little more grace on this particular criticism than maybe anything else, because even given all of that I think you should still be able to enjoy this movie for what it is, even if you don't get attached to the characters.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, I do I... definitely think that's a stupid criticism, still, though.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think a number of this person's criticisms are stupid and kind of without base. This is different Um. people.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. I was about to say this. These are a number of these people. No, a couple
1: of these overlapped. Like, a lot of the it's not fun enough and no emotional core overlapped. The historically inaccurate... And no emotional core overlapped. Like, and this last one also overlapped with the, different people had a couple of these criticisms. Not one person had like all four at the same time.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, looking over at the old discussion thread on Reddit.
1: Oh um, no! Oh no! I saw oh, no. a few
0: things. Largely, people enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. And they really liked it. One thing they consistently praise is the sound design. Oh yes, uh, mm-hmm. which oh, yes. was incredible. The sound design is um, good. Yeah, the soundtrack but... of this
3: movie is really well mm-hmm. done. I only ever was aware of it when there wasn't any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is yeah. true.
1: The scene in the lab had a very like it was just like some swooshes, like yeah, fading weird in and out. Yeah, weird
2: reversed sounds. And yeah, oh, that was nice. That was just so spooky cool. Stuff. And the fact that no. None it stayed like weird reverse sounds even as it was getting more intense it stayed the same very uncomfortable music yeah i don't know yeah. the whole movie had a tone and it stuck with that tone real yeah. Solid. Yeah, yeah
0: for sure
1: but, but emma please continue
0: um fun fact that i didn't realize i knew i recognized um nazi boy franz from somewhere oh what was he in? um he was in Game of Thrones. He played Euron Greyjoy.
1: Right. Oh, I, I remember never watched Game of Thrones. I remember the other podcast, uh, De- shout out to the Dead Meat podcast. I remember when they reviewed this movie, uh, they, met, they, they exclusively called him Euron Greyjoy throughout the entire <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> I prefer Nazi boyfriends. I do as um, well. <laughs> and somebody else, I just really liked this comment, so I'm going to highlight it. Um, that Mexican guy thirteen said Please don't tell me I was the only one that laughed when the German guy used the kid as a human shield and did that evil chuckle as he escaped. He does do Okay, that. no, yeah, no, that was actually... See if
2: you if if that comment had stopped with as a human shield, I'd be like, No, yeah, you were the only one. But when he like just looks for dead in the eye and goes
4: ha <laughs> ha and twirls his proverbial it's like a mustache. Mario, no that was <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Honestly with how beat up he was he looked a little like Wario 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it
1: was good. Okay, uh can I give the fourth criticism that oh, I yeah. noticed? Oh right, there's um, 100%. It's the last one. So many. Uh vague plot. <laughs> um which my only rebuttal to that is how many horror movies have you watched recently that had a really well explained plot? Well,
3: how many war movies either?
1: Yeah, that too. War I think movies
3: have, first... I mentioned it already earlier, war movies do not have a plot. It's a bunch of guys set to go do a task, and then the rest of the movie is just finding out who dies while they're doing the task. That is it.
1: Well, yeah, and even if, like, <laughs> if you're talking about, like, the, uh, the science of it, like, <laughs> like, are what are you looking for the Captain America Winter Soldier explanation, which is also not much more well explained. It's 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 nothing. Yeah, it's just, man. We've got
3: this stuff, and we inject them, and then the stuff happens. You know,
1: exactly. like what do you want a recipe? Exactly. So yeah, that was the last one. Um, all of this to say, I've built a profile of the kind of person who left these comments, and the profile is. That guy who really likes World War Two for all the wrong reasons.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
3: Yeah, that sounds
0: about right. And no. I hate
1: that kind of guy.
3: He's probably kind the of... same guy that says things like, well, you know, Hitler had a lot of good ideas. He did a lot of good stuff for the road system in Germany. I've but been like, around yeah, that person before. Yeah, he did that before. so he could send <laughs> tanks and motorcycles to Poland faster. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. Um...
3: Well, you know, he was in favor of animal rights. Shut up. Nobody cares. <laughs> Other better people I... have been into animal rights. <laughs> you know,
1: he I actually was a kind add... of a good artist. Emma's trying to say
0: something. Sorry. I, I do want to add a, a number five based on the Reddit. All right, go. Um, one, one common, I don't know that I would say complaint. But something that people were like, I would have liked to see this more, was more, um, like, Nazi horror torture stuff. Because you see the woman who was basically beheaded and was just on a spinal column, and that mm-hmm. was really freaky. But they were like, it would have been cool to get, like, a few more things. Um, but, yeah. Which, I mean, I, I guess I get... But I mean, at the same time,
3: yeah, I'm like, a sucker for a I'm good fine. evil lab scene. But I feel like the fact that we got so little of it is what makes it so
0: effective, right? Yeah, like there probably was more stuff in there. Oh he yeah,
1: just
0: was freaked out and didn't want to like hunt down every little thing.
1: And we did get to see more experiments later on, but they were much more monsters to be fought with. um. Mm-hmm. So I can, like, agree that when I first watched it, I felt that way, but in appreciating what the movie does as a whole and all of the pacing that it had, I don't think they could have added anything that would have made the movie a more enjoyable exper- experience yeah. to me. I think it's yeah. it's
3: just, like, the explanation of how the tar thing works in the first place. It's, it's better if we get less.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure.
1: But I can see that. I can totally see that criticism. And especially you when come it
3: comes to, to like, the... The, the the spine head. Like that mm-hmm. looks so good because we saw it so briefly. If we yeah. would oh, have yeah. had a three minute scene where that thing was in the shot the whole time, it wouldn't have looked as good. We wouldn't have been happy no. with it. The fact I'm that not it's not so not. brief makes it good.
1: I think This you, is true. You come into a horror movie wanting certain things, but personally I can't think of like, I think a movie that I have a similar complaint to that these people have with Overlord is Event Horizon. I expected way more, like, like disturbing stuff out of that movie than I got. Like, um, and I know that it had been cut down, but I hear people tell me all the time that that's one of the most disturbing horror movies they've ever watched, and I don't see it. So, like, I get that complaint. You go into a horror movie wanting horror and body horror especially in this case but I honestly can't think of a gory torture movie that does it better than this one because Saw does a lot of torture stuff but honestly it's so ineffective because we see so much like yep. um, like Jeff was saying that's how I feel about Saw anyway is I feel like it, <laughs> at some point Saw there's, has there's, other
3: problems also but yeah
1: <laughs> well because they don't spend any time on like the emotional core of it is another big problem like, it's all none. just so goofy. It has none. So it's, like, the reason that things are scary in Overlord is because, like, we're attached to certain things. Yeah. And it's also set in a very real situation. That's how I feel, anyway.
3: Yeah. and that makes sense. Uh, I'm going to say it again. I think a big part of the benefit is just that they decided to feature the zombies so little. They didn't make mm-hmm. them the focal point. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, because
2: it, that's a... Zombie movies are stale. No one wants zombie movies. Absolutely. You know, it's it's a huge thing. People are always talking about how done with zombie movies they are. But this was fun. This was different. Yeah, this was they a zombie movie with, with one zombie in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping zombie hordes down, for me, is very important for my enjoyment of a mm-hmm. zombie movie. Because zombie yeah. hordes are just boring. Yeah, yeah. the horde is not
3: fun to watch. It's not an interesting villain.
1: Looking cool. at you, World War z
3: Oh, my gosh. Exception, I think, being um, Train to Busan does it really well. I
1: love that movie. But
3: also, for most of Train to Busan, you're dealing with a set of individuals and not just an innumerable horde. So it is a different situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the best horror movies, personally, that I like are ones where it is about individuals in a horrific situation rather than... Oh horrific her- horrific situation aren't zombies scary? Let's show you as many zombies as possible. It's like you need a good uh perspective character or I need a good perspective character yeah uh, to get into things yeah uh
3: and that's a, a big that's... thing that you see just depending on where the movie is coming from actually because lots mm-hmm. of times American zombie movies are just an excuse to show off a bunch of guns largely mm-hmm. And the reason that movies like uh, like Shaun of the Dead or like Train to Busan turn out so good is because they're not thinking about that. They're thinking about yes. making an effective narrative and also potentially comedy. And the guns are uh, almost entirely non-present.
1: Hmm. No, I definitely. So that's, agree.
3: yeah. That's that's a big thing.
1: Uh, I. That's all the notes that I have. Um, personally, other than just you know. The typical stuff. Uh obviously we have our badass female lady, uh lady character. Obviously Loved she's a female her. and a lady, Chloe, who is ready to throw hands from the moment she steps onto the scene until the moment I liked that in the conclusion, even though we don't get any words from her, we do see that she's a nurse now mm-hmm. um within the American troops and she's getting to do what she's good at and be helpful. Um, she does, I will say, this is maybe one of my criticisms in the movie, is there's at least two, three, at least three explicit scenes where she is having issues and Boyce saves her, like, in a, in a really funny way. There's the first time that uh, Waffner is harassing her and Boyce points a gun at her. That's one. Two, she's getting harassed again and Boyce just comes and knocks the guy out. Three... The the same thing again. A guy is pointing a gun at her, and Boyce just comes out of nowhere and knocks the guy out. And it's just like, wow. uh, (laughs) (laughs) This is the only way we know how to resolve this, huh?
3: She does deal with that one zombie by herself, though.
1: She does. Nobody helps her with that. She just figures it out. I wish she could figure it out with human enemies.
0: (laughs) Well, after Tibbet dies... When he doesn't or matter. not dies doesn't was die. shot. hold on <laughs> yeah when he was shot while they were fighting with those Germans she just comes around a corner and like guns them all fucking down like in oh yeah, Hell yeah. Seconds.
3: well and as soon as um once Waffner drives off with her brother the moment that they are out of sight she doesn't waste any time she just starts picking up guns and grenades off of the bodies like yeah. she like, is ready to go. to go destroy things
1: and I love that it's not at the, like, like sacrifice of any of her, like, he, like, emotional core. Like, she's still, like, a very Katniss Everdeen situation where she's been left alone by her parents to care for her brother. And she's very stressed about it. It's obvious that she's stressed about it. She's doing what she has to do to survive, and she is good at it. And I like her a lot. Yeah. Yeah her relationship with Boyce after they rescue Peter, she's like, okay, Boyce, come on, we're going now. And he's like, I have to stay. And you can see that she's visibly very upset about that. And I appreciate, like, that specifically. She's not just like, okay, it's time to go. I'm going to leave this random dude behind. You can see that she herself has gotten very attached to him, and she's, like, really sad that she has to leave with her brother.
3: despite that, I mean, like, despite the fact that Boyce has – that boy saves her so many times uh over the course of the movie she's never shown as being helpless Mm -hmm. she is shown as being a pretty strong character and a person of action like she's never at a loss for what to do she doesn't waste any time she just goes and does the thing that has to happen
1: exactly and I, I think it's also in the one scene where they knock the guy out, who later becomes motorcycle grenade guy. I think she was bait. Like I think that was a setup. I don't oh, yeah. remember for sure. That was one hundred percent. Yeah. 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 That's what. That's what the plan was. Right. Totally forgot. See, I pay attention most of the time, but some things do. You've fly seen everywhere. this movie twice. I have seen this movie twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I love this movie a lot. Um. I. I again for what it is i think it it does everything almost perfectly it
3: does it does a lot of things right for sure i i, I do have a you... couple of very very nitpicky complaints um there's Complain a scene away. where boyce is getting chased by a dog and he outruns the dog you, you uh, can't do yeah, that oh yeah, yeah yeah he did do that though you, you can't Shepherd. do that i've <laughs> run from many a dog in my days And I have lost every time. I don't know that a person can really do that. Uh, Also, just after Waffner gets half of his face blown off, he shouldn't be able to talk as clearly as he does. Yeah, I did did write that down. Which, you know, again, nitpicky. It doesn't really affect the flow of the movie. He wouldn't be nearly as scary if he couldn't talk. I get it. But...
1: Can you imagine the whole climax if he were just like... He... Okay. He...
0: He had, like, part of his mouth blown off, yes. But he still had his teeth. And considering he couldn't feel pain, I feel like he could still talk pretty normally.
2: Oh, yeah, but, like, if I hold my mouth open like this so that it like not even remotely as much as he had to deal with i can't talk normal at all (laughs) you can't make O noises i can make n noises but not O noises because you don't have a half on your face uh i feel really stupid uh and i can't even say how stupid i feel
0: because i can't make (laughs) that noise are you just are you just holding your cheek can
2: you please
3: try to say a couple of his lines from later in the movie (laughs) I don't remember anything that he said other than,
2: uh... Engineering is the greatest song <laughs> in the world. No that, more no, JoJo no. references. Uh, yeah, I'm just hooking my finger into my mouth and I'm holding my cheek to the side. Uh, But that's just, like, a little complaint that I have with every face damage thing. Like, uh... The yeah, Two-Face and Batman issues. has the same problem, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Especially because, like, specifically in Batman, he was like, so, um... So I'm going to make like a lot of sucking noises to try and keep spit in my face because it's half blown off. And Christopher Nolan was like, no, you wouldn't do that. And he's like, are you sure you can see all my teeth? And he's like, yeah, don't do that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, this movie kind of tries to distract you from it by never showing that side of Waffner's face while he's talking which is no, a... it,
2: it do, it, yes it does does it i yeah, yeah. i was
3: watching for he it, delivers a line
2: dead to the dead forward to the camera where they lifted the shot for the poster and he's just like talking right at him and he's like i'm i'm the greatest nazi that ever nazied
4: he does Trimble say in that fear that is exactly <laughs> what he
3: says shoot how did i miss that i was looking for that even there were a lot of scenes where he talks and he and it doesn't show his face and I thought they yeah, were specifically trying to distract from the fact that he shouldn't be able to talk so clearly. No, yeah. When I don't know, had I got, I got glass in my eyes line. at work yesterday, so... And that was, like, right before I watched this <laughs> oh movie, God. so that might have been the Are reason you... I missed it.
1: Are you uh, alright?
3: Yeah, can you see? Oh, yeah, it's it, was, uh, it wasn't, it was like, crushed glass, it was glass bead, which is by far the the most preferable kind of glass to get in your eyes, so... I would prefer no glass in my eye, but... Well, yeah, but if you had to choose... (laughs) If you had to get any, you know, this stuff's real soft, it's... I would simply choose none. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's something wrong with my helmet, though, so, you know. Ouch. But, uh...
2: Anyway, Enough about sandblasting. Um, so <laughs> I have one thing that I need to bring up here. The the zombie that went after Chloe with only one arm and tried to stab her with uh, his, like, tibia and fibia. Yeah. Uh, radius and ulna when it's in the arm, actually. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I couldn't care less. The radius and ulna. He looked like Daniel Craig. Did he?
1: I disagree.
2: I think he looked a little like Daniel Craig. I...
0: Is it is it kind of like don't. how in Star Wars Episode Seven, Daniel Craig was the stormtrooper but went uncredited. Uh, he was actually the zombie in this but went uncredited just because.
2: That would make me very happy. Uh, unfortunately, I, I cannot know. find. Oh, here he is. I don't know about that.
1: I don't. Okay, I, he, okay he doesn't I look Jack
2: like him anymore now it. that I can see like a close up. I
1: don't see it.
2: View of his face. Uh, That's not moving. Dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, when he was moving and I his didn't stand still at any point, there's some angles that he looks. I didn't say that I thought it was him. I said it
3: looked a little like him. You know what he does look like is he looks like um, Maynard James Keenan from Tool. Actually, he really does. I
1: want I don't know what he looks like. Noah, can you, he looks like that. Of, <laughs> can you bring up a photo of Tool? He does look like Tool. Yeah, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, Mr. Tool. <laughs>
1: Mr. Tool himself. Mr. Tool. That's Tim, him. The Tool Man. The Taylor. Tool.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That particular just, zombie looks. Look like um, reminded me a lot of the the one first zombie from *Return of the Living Dead*. Have any of you guys watched that one?
0: No. 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 Okay. I think we've uh, already discussed what zombie movies I have and haven't seen.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, the the first zombie that appears in Return of the Living Dead reminded me, uh, well, this zombie reminded me a lot of that one because he's just constantly sprinting and screaming and doesn't really seem like he knows what he's doing, but he wants to hurt something, you know? Me too, man. Like it's a similar enough look and a similar vibe to me. Also, there's a, a zombie that gets... Covered in tar, and uh, then climbs out of the tar pit, and that also reminded me of *Return of the Living Dead* because they also have a tar zombie in that one.
1: Tar zombie, disgusting. Interesting. Disgusting.
3: Great.
2: Um. Yeah. yeah. Uh. One other minor beef with uh movies in general. Um. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow, we're getting broad here. We're just and talking just about all
2: broad movies broad now. All right. All right. No, now, hear me out here. Uh, brass knuckles like ford has on his trench knife right yeah um they do a lot more damage to skin than any movie ever shows
3: yeah waffner's face would have been
2: blown half off before he ever got shot that yeah because i don't i don't want to see that necessarily but also if you're going to be using brass knuckles especially edged brass knuckles like that aren't as rounded yeah i don't know It's one of those stupid, like, objectively stupid things that gets to me a little bit.
3: See, actually, my bigger problem with that scene was just that he was only punching him in the face. Number one, you don't want to punch a man in the face with your bare hand because you're just going to mess your hand up. Number two, if you're Mm -hmm. interrogating somebody, you don't go exclusively for the face. That's stupid. You've got his hands tied up above his head. You punch him in the stomach. You hurt his ribs. Come on.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Nah. But, um, but I don't know anything about that, so I can't complain about that. A uh
2: another thing though, which uh just talking about Ford in general reminded me. Uh on an acting front, I really loved how Ford felt 100% different from all the guys that were like very clearly fresh out of boot because yeah. that's all that they talked about the movie did a really good job
3: of showing us who was experienced and who was not
4: mm-hmm.
2: and i think that's where Tibbet really shines like bright and proud because he was so busy acting like he wasn't inexperienced that he was inexperienced looking in a totally different way and it yeah. worked really well yeah
1: <laughs> no i think i think that um I think that 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 was a really good thing. And I also enjoyed, um, I enjoyed in the scene where um, they're talking to Chloe for the first time and uh, voice is speaking French. He's like got a beautiful like Louisiana accent and all that. And then, (laughs) and then uh, uh, Ford is just like Ciel Blanc, the town Ciel Blanc. (laughs) 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 It's like, Ford, can you please, can you please just try even a little? <laughs> he doesn't have yeah. time for it. But I did love the contrast, the obvious contrast. Like it's it's mm. an easy it's an easy like um it's an easy dynamic to write. Um, someone who's cynical versus someone who's a sweet, soft child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: it's harder to yeah. pull it off in a not annoying way. It's hard to pull yeah. it off
1: in a not annoying way. I, I did see a lot of people complaining about they found um, Boyce's good nature annoying. Um, the
2: man was... Three months ago, he was a civilian. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. I think I think obviously, again, these are guys who think that if they got drafted, they would be ready to shoot someone immediately. Well, I
2: mean, to be fair, they probably would.
1: Yeah. Okay, I've known too many guys like that to disagree. (laughs) Um, Anywho, yeah, yeah, I really, I think it was pulled off well for being a um, pretty absurdly conceptual like Nazi Nazi zombie movie to be able to pull off um, that dynamic as well as they did.
3: Yeah. I I like that they had a lot of little touches pointing to Boyce's inexperience as well. There's, in the, the final scene, the uh, the commanding officer guy says that he's going to put them into Charlie Company, and then when Boyce goes back to the other guys, he refers to it as C Company, because he's still not used to using the phonetic alphabet.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I thought that was a neat mm-hmm. touch. I like that.
1: Yep,
2: And that was actually uh, kicked off my favorite line of the entire movie with uh, Tibbet just being like, wow, they're really putting us back out there? You kind of think they would have sent
3: us home. They've worked for one
1: day. <laughs> 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 it was a hell of a day, Jeff.
3: Actually, it wasn't That's even a day. Thing. It was a night. It was a the single time
1: passed night. passed
2: very nicely in this movie. Yeah. I was shocked when it was daytime and I'm like, oh, Yeah time passed
1: like it feels very well like well paced in that way too it's not like to to harken back to pride prejudice and zombies which i mentioned before because i really enjoy that movie it's a very good Um, movie in pride prejudice and zombies a fight starts at what is chronologically you assume would be either it's twilight i think and then the fight is still going on at dawn and it's just two dudes fighting. It's between Darcy and Wickham. And and they started fighting chronologically in the story at Twilight and they're still fighting at dawn, and that has always bugged me watching that movie. That oh, nothing man. like that happens in this one.
3: Sometimes it be like that though.
1: I don't think it do, though, Jeff.
3: I but but sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway. Um, I love Pride Prejudice and Zombies, and there was a lot of similar criticisms towards that movie as there are to this one. I think that one
3: takes itself a bit less seriously, though.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, just easily. a little bit, <laughs> but still more seriously than Dead Snow, which is kind of feels like a um, uh, gosh, you know those those comedies that like to describe themselves as being uh, raunchy and outrageous, and you're like, I'm not watching that. I have no desire to see something raunchy or outrageous. Um, I feel like we're all
3: familiar (laughs) with Seth Rogen.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's kind of when people are like, oh, a lighthearted zombie movie. They're thinking uh, a Seth Rogen movie, a Will Ferrell movie, but horror. (laughs) But yeah, Uh, yeah, I think really we've pretty much exhausted everything there is to talk about this movie it's a good it's a good fun movie Mm -hmm. if you if you have thought anything about this sounds interesting uh and you just want to see the visuals that we're describing i think it's worth a watch
2: i think it's very worth a watch i'd say so for sure it's on
0: hulu so go watch it
1: unless you're a world war ii guy in which case i'm just gonna warn you ahead of time you're not gonna like this movie it's it's not
2: historically accurate
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> there are There's people of there are people of color and women fighting and they win uh, that's not historically accurate
3: well but on the other hand the, the the white Brooklyn boy also wins so
1: he does win and he
3: <laughs> they never say that he's from Brooklyn but that's what I assumed right <laughs>
2: I know he's from New York
3: but he's that's he's got like... to be from New York <laughs> Yeah. That's all I'm sure of. Are you required to have a New York guy in every movie about World War II? Because it yeah. seems like yeah. there is always one.
1: Yeah, because there, there was there one in *Inglorious like Bastards*, a,
0: right? I'm surprised there wasn't like a Tex. You know, there's
1: always
2: there, there was. Yeah, I guess our I guess. Boyce was our text I'm gonna say stand-in. Boyce
1: is Louisianan, which is very as as like you know, Emma and I both lived in Texas for a while. I, I, I don't think I'm Emma I, you correct me if I'm wrong, but Louisianans are close
0: enough. It's very different. <laughs> That's I what like I like that expect. Emma
4: hundred percent did not agree.
3: <laughs> I would never have expected a, a Texan and a Louisianan to be similar at all.
1: Yeah, no, no, I'm just—I'm 100% uh, joking. Oh, okay. I know uh, most Louisianans I know would hate the comparison as well. They're
3: <laughs> right to hate that comparison.
1: They are because it's a completely different flavor of Southern America. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I—I did like that—that that backstory element to Boyce, where he was—he like why he spoke French made perfect sense, and yeah. why his French sounded different to Chloe, um, mm-hmm. makes perfect fun. sense. Yeah.
3: I really wish that there would have been a moment that he said something in French to her and she was just like, what in the world are you talking about? (laughs) Because, I I don't know, I used to work with uh, a couple of Puerto Ricans and one Mexican, and when they would speak Spanish to each other... There were frequently times that they would just look at each other like, what are you even saying? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> So that's if the differences between Haitian French and French French are as big as the differences between... And they are. ...Puerto Rican and Mexican Spanish, which I, I should assume that the differences are pretty large. Haitian then, French,
1: yeah. uh, Caribbean French in general, is more of a, a Creole, which means it's kind of got a lot of different elements from different languages kind of pulled into it. Right. But... Um, you know kind of like the voice. way that English
3: is just off of a French base instead
1: uh, s- similar uh, okay. yeah uh, Caribbean Creole is the most like the one that you hear about the most um, but there there are other Creoles like Jamaican Creole which have different uh, different like additives to them that that make it completely different from uh, Carib- from from uh, Cajun Creole. So, oh. you know, it's it's just a, a it's more of it's more of a dialect than a specific language, but it's such a specific dialect that it, it does have its own name. Huh. Um Cool. But yeah, Puerto Ricans and Mexicans, man, like uh a lot every different um Hispanic country has their own quirks and some of it can be completely incomprehensible. One of my favorite examples is um I was in a Spanish class, my teacher was Colombian. Colombia and Puerto Rico have a lot of overlaps in food. Uh, one specific overlap is these little beans that are called gandules in Puerto Rico. Ooh. But in Colombia, they're pronounced guandules. And I...
3: <laughs> guandules?
1: Guandules. That the
3: things that they ride up and down the canals in Venice?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. But no, he got really mad at me. He corrected me like five times. <laughs> But yeah, no. Uh Spanish Spanish dialects are um I've had I my grandfather complains about it literally every time I I like get him alone. It's just so that I can ask him about Barcelonans and he can c- c- crap on their list for a little while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. He, he, he you you could get any um I don't want to say any because I've been yelled at before for saying any, but there's a good chance if you're talking to someone who is bilingual and from a, like, South American country, and you ask them about the differences between different Spanish, Spanishes in different uh, areas, they'll have a lot to say. Yes. Yeah.
0: That checks out as a white person who has taken a Spanish class.
1: (laughs) You just have, if you just have Spanish teachers from different areas, which I did, um, they'll tell you to pronounce things differently if they're from different places. Um, Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, weird like note to end on. <laughs> they'll try and tell you
3: that it's caramel and not caramel.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, no, it's yeah, it's stuff nose. like specific letters, like like uh, the double L. Some some areas want you to say J instead of Y. Um, so. Oh it, yeah, that's like a that's like a Portuguese thing, right? Um. It's yeah. So more South in American. Portuguese, they
3: also pronounce J's. Like as a hard J and not as a huh. Hm.
1: Like they'll yeah, say I, Jose and I not would Jose. not know. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't well, know thanks that. Thanks
0: everybody. Uh as always, we're Casual Obsession, <laughs> a language learning podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um again, uh I'm Nina. You can find me on Twitter as Nina Wolverina or as House Usher Rises, where I retweet Um, different horror artists, and sometimes I also draw creepy stuff, but that's few and far between, to be honest. Um, Yeah.
3: But you're not going to be drawing anything
1: real soon. No, because I busted my shoulder, but that's fine.
0: Uh, I'm Emma. You can find me on Twitter at MJ2017 or on Twitch at Emma Panada. Um, I also run the podcast Twitter, and you can find that at Casual Horror Pod.
2: Uh, I'm Noah. You can find me as Bubba Dabad, B-U-B-B-A-D-A-B-A-D, Twitch, Twitter, and
3: Insta. Uh, it's about all I've got on that front. And I'm Jeff. You can find me on Twitter to hear about sandblasting and my spicy political takes at Bubba Wubba Dab, B-U-B-B-A-W-U-B-B-A-D-A-B-A-D-A-B-A-D. And you can yep. follow my eternal quest to get more jacked on Instagram at thehammerjeff.
1: Yay. Heck yeah.
0: Um, our next episode will be coming out December 26th, I believe. So it is going to be a Christmas-themed movie that I will be hosting. Uh, we will be watching Krampus.
1: Hell Aww, yeah. yeah. The cramp man. It is actually tonight. Man. Is uh the fun crampster. fact as we're recording it. As we're recording tonight, uh, it, it's it is crampus knocked. It is crampus
3: knocked. And it's gritness.
1: And it's gritness, which is why we have people to don't
3: go. know that. So that doesn't is. mean anything to anybody. That means but nothing <laughs> to anybody. <laughs> but it is happening. Just like the yeah. crampster.
1: <laughs>
0: well, again, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. Stay (laughs) not a Nazi. (laughs) Yeah!